This is Trinity Western University's Chapel Podcast, where our daily chapel gatherings are captured and shared for the TWU community. Whatever your day looks like today, we're glad you're tuning in. Today, we have Scott Forsyth. He is a Trinity Western alum. He graduated in 2014, I believe. He is a dancer and choreographer. He has choreographed, adjudicated, or taught classes in more than 25 countries and 60 cities. He has 15 million YouTube views, 160 YouTube subscribers, and over 140,000 Instagram followers. He is the founder of Brotherhood Dance Team, which is a two-time world hip-hop dance champion team. And he and his wife are the owners of Studio North Dance Complex. So I'm so excited for him to join us, and let's welcome Scott Forsyth. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, Tell us just a little bit, if people are not familiar with you, tell a little bit about your time at Trinity, what you studied, and a little bit of how you came to be in the role that you're in now. That would be great. Yeah, awesome. Uh, first off, thanks for having me. This is super cool. Uh, yeah, like you said, my name's Scott Forsyth, and I graduated in Trinity 2014. It's five years ago, which is crazy. Uh, it feels like it was just yesterday, but clearly I'm old when I look out to you guys and so many young faces. Yeah, you're really um, old. Yeah. So I came to Trinity right after high school. Uh, my parents really encouraged me to come, and I kind of just went because they were paying for it. Uh, and at first, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, my dad was a pharmacist who then became a business owner. And so I thought, hey, pharmacy, that's cool. And then I took a bio class and dissected a frog and never again. Uh, so I decided maybe not the sciences. And, and so I just took a lot of general courses. And then one of those courses that I took was business. And I think it was business 101 with the one and only Brent Grown. Uh, and uh, yeah, something about it caught my interest. And I didn't really know exactly what I wanted at the time. And, but I just kept studying and, and, and taking classes and then kind of fell into marketing. Uh, and then I got my designation in marketing and management, my BBA back in 2014. Um, and the goal was law school. So I wanted, I have a, I still got a, a passion for justice. And the goal was law school. I went and did the, the program over in Ottawa um, at the Laurentian Leadership, Leadership Center. Did that, was in the prime minister's office, which was super cool. Uh, and so that was, the, that was the path that I was going on. And I was gonna go to law school, I was about to get ready to take the LSATs, and then in my third year, I still remember, I was in Fraser. Anybody here living in Fraser? <laughs> Fraser dorms, yay! You already know, best dorm. Um, I, was, uh, I was in there and I, I got an email, and it was from the largest dance company and camp in the world, and they basically were inviting me out to teach. Um, kind of backtrack, Dance was just a hobby for me at the time when I was here at Trinity. It was, uh, it was just something I did in high school and it was kind of fun. I just put some videos together to, to show my non-dance friends kind of what I did. Uh, and, but they stumbled across it on YouTube and decided, hey, we're gonna fly out this kid from Canada uh, to teach a bunch of people, which was pretty crazy at the time. And so as I got closer to the end of my degree in 2014, uh, I decided, you know, I'm gonna take a break. I'm just gonna take a year off, maybe not go straight to law school and I'm just gonna give this dance thing a try. And I, that's what I told my parents. That's what I told my mom. I was like, mom, just one year, I promise. Then I'll go right back. And because again, your kid's saying you wanna dance for a living, like that's a, that's a bit out there. Uh, especially for a guy at that time, it was very out there. And 
now here I am, five years later, and I think law school is for sure far in the di distance. Uh, I still got a passion for law and for justice, but uh, I feel God's just opened the right doors, and, and I'm on this path right now that he's called me to, and so here I am. Yeah. No, it's awesome, and that's, I think for so many people, that, that, that sort of, that our career doesn't go in a straight line. It goes to here, which maybe tweaks you to there, and there to there, so you never know. Um, give your interest here at Trinity, how that can find expression. And I think that is one of the things that I want to, at the onset, to say that God will continue to speak and work in people's lives and somehow use their education in ways that they would not have thought of. Yeah. And you don't, have to, you don't have to have everything figured out. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I know exactly where you guys are at. And I know that that fear of the future and not knowing what am I going to do after. And honestly, like... We're so young in the grand scheme of things. So don't stress about it. Give it to God. Trust. Lean into him. But at the end of the day, worst case, go back for another degree. You know what I mean? It's not the end of the world. Um, We've we still got time. Um, but, yeah. I just think, yeah, I just want to encourage you guys. Trinity's freaking awesome. Um, being, being very much in the world right now, not of the world, but in the world, and just looking back on my time at Trinity and even just my time being here at chapel, and I'm not going to tell you I was the guy up at 8 a.m. doing devos and then running to chapel on time. I was the guy rolling out of bed. Yeah, yeah good for you guys. Uh, I was the guy rolling out of bed at like 10.59 and like running over or walking over here, running a couple minutes late. Uh, so I was that guy. But looking back, I wish I took, I wish I was here every single day. And I think you don't realize how important chapel is until you live in the real world and you see how much garbage that you're surrounded with and to have a place where you can come and it, Rob didn't tell me to, to put this mm -hmm. he, this isn't like a mm -hmm. plug I'm not paid to say this uh, this was just on my heart I just want to encourage you guys do your best to try to come I know you guys got exams at 1140 I know you got uh, projects that you got to work on I know you need that extra 30 minutes of sleep but from an alum looking back on my time um, just being able to center yourself once a day for 30 minutes um, to worship and to, to just get spoken into, I think that's so valuable. And I don't think a lot of people um, come back and tell this, or maybe they do, um, but I just wanna encourage you guys, keep, keep coming back here. I think this is an awesome place every day just to reset, and it, and it sets your trajectory, not just for the day, but honestly for the rest of your life. Um, okay. So yeah, side plug. That is a great plug, thank you so much. <laughs> All right, so one of the things that we in this week wanna talk about is how the body and your soul connect, that they're not two separate things, that they connect with each other. And I wonder, when you think about dance, your experience both as a dancer, as a choreographer, and in this industry, how do you see those two things working out, your body giving expression to your soul and the condition of your soul being expressed through your body? Yeah, I think there's, I think there's a lot of things that we, phys or when we speak, for me personally, um, there's a lot of things that I, I want to explain, but sometimes I don't have the right words. Does anybody else have that mm -hmm. problem sometimes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I know in the Bible it says uh, there's times, especially when in prayer, when the Holy Spirit um, moans on our behalf because sometimes we don't know what to say. And for me, I kind of see that a, as dancing as well. Um, I'm a, ask my wife, my beautiful hot wife, Carmen. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a thinker. I'm not really a feeler. And so... Um, but even in that, even in that state where I'm very logical and practical and think through things, there's something about movement and there's something about dance that I really think is, is biblical. It's holy. It's, it's biblical. I think um, certain things, and I find myself sometimes even in worship, um, 
sometimes just singing the words, just saying, I love you, God. I personally sometimes feel like a robot because I'm not a great singer. Um, but for me, I, I feel like I, there's like this rhythm and I don't even have to say anything, but just like moving when worship is going on, to me, that's saying more than what my, my actual words are saying. So, and that's not for everybody. I get it because if you're singing on the worship team, that's how you worship God and that's awesome. You just don't want to hear me lead worship because I want to be pretty. Um, but I really do see a connection between, yeah, our body and our soul. And, and um, I mean, there's so many instances of, of dancing for joy in like the Old Testament with David. And um, I do think that it's funny because dancing used to be outlawed at Trinity. It was like a couple years ago. You weren't allowed to <laughs> dance at Trinity. I remember. And then I came on and was started dancing everywhere. So uh, I'm glad yeah, that uh, that kind of ended. But I do see, I know where they were coming from. Um, because honestly, in the world of dance, there is a lot of, it's, it's very secular and it's, it's very dangerous. And uh, it is a dark place. It is a dark world, the industry, the music industry, the entertainment industry. Um, and it just needs more light. And so I think that's what we're called to do is we're called to go in there and, and, and show God's light. And um, that's what I'm trying to do. Okay. That's awesome. As I've studied a little bit about brotherhood, is it is a very diverse group, ethnically, people from all over the world. So can you talk a little bit about how dance is, a tra is a, something that transcends culture and can give a way for you to connect with people that you might otherwise be very different from? Totally. Um, yeah, so Brotherhood's a dance crew that I started back in 2011 here at Trinity. Crazy. So in 2011, I was in my second year, and I just had this idea, like, I want to do my own dance crew. Why not? And all guys, and call it Brotherhood, because I didn't have a better name. Uh, and then nine years later, um, yeah, Brotherhood's known as one of the best dance groups in the world. Uh, we've pretty much won. Uh, this isn't bragging, but the, the boys have won pretty much every uh, competition title you could you can think of in the dance world. And uh, we just started in the basement of a church uh, out in Surrey. We didn't have a studio or anything. But the idea at the time was just a, a, a crew and a, a crew of guys that could come together and, and form a brotherhood um, and, and dance. And that, that's where it started. And then kind of here we are now. And I'm clearly the only white guy uh, <laughs> out of the whole crew. Uh, most of them are Filipinos. Any Filipinos in here? Yay, all three of you. Um, so my wife is Filipino, um, so my child is going to be half Filipino, which is pretty cool. I'm excited for that. Uh, so we've got a lot of Filipinos in the group. We also have an African-American, and we have a um, Kelvin, who's Chinese. And so um, I'm white, uh, clearly, and it's very interesting also to see uh, all of our different background cultures and, our, um, and how we grew up and how, what our parents taught us and how we deal with um, fear, how we deal with joy, how we deal with different emotions and how we each react with those. Uh, so that's been a challenge. Uh, like how do we, all, all of us together, how do we um, deal with loss? Or how do we deal with uh, something not going our way or aggression? And so seeing different cultures and how they deal with it is super interesting. As far as dancing goes, I think it's really cool because they all each bring something different from their family and from their culture. And we all come into one crew. But then when we're dancing together, hopefully you could, fingers crossed, you could tell when we were dancing, it, we were in sync. So we were all dancing as one. And we were becoming one in that moment. And so there's something pretty poetic and pretty unique about having 13 different stories come together to tell one story uniquely. And, um, and for it to have a message. And the message of that piece, the very the first piece was, it was people were making fun of us for doing popular dance moves. 
So they were like, ah, Brotherhood, all they do is popular dance moves. So there's a dance move there. It's called the Woe. You guys, I don't know if you've seen it before. Um, course, yeah. yeah, absolutely, Rob. Uh, and so. <laughs> Um, we just decided, yo, let's just do a whole, like, the first section, let's just woe as many times as we can. So that's what we did. We just went and we woed as many times as we could. And then, um, and then we broke down some other comments. So, um, yeah, but as, uh, hopefully, as you can tell, we were all in unison. And I think that um, it's pretty unique and it's pretty cool, especially from people who have completely different backgrounds, for us all to come together for a common, a common goal and uh, for us to be in unison like that. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty cool. That is very cool. All right, uh, yesterday we talked a little bit about Romans 12, 1, which talks about presenting your bodies as an act of worship. The idea that what we do with our bodies matters in ways that we connect with God, but also that they, in some ways, our bodies are used to direct people to God, that God uses the way that we live our lives through our bodies to point towards something bigger and more important than just ourselves. So can you unpack that verse a little bit when you think about your using your body through dance as an act of worship about and pointing to something, how that happens. Because I know the church, as you, you referenced earlier, uh, I know growing up in a conservative Southern Baptist church, dance has a complicated relationship with Christianity because it's uh, some just out of fear for of no, you know, a variety of reasons. So seeing it as an act of worship, like if I were to say that back in the church I grew up in, in the 70s or something, that would not make sense to a lot of people. But I know that it totally does make sense. So can you just talk a little bit about how you read that verse, you think of your own faith and your body as an act of worship, and how, you, you know, how far you will go, what, what things you say yes to, what things you say no to. I'd love to hear some. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm not bashing that at all. I think there actually needs to be boundaries around dance as well, especially in the church. Like, uh, like cl dancing in a club, like, you know, like, no. Like, that's just like a common, like, no, okay, that's not probably what I should be doing. Um, dancing with other, you know, yeah, no. Like, that's common sense. I think um, the dance that that I enjoy is, is more of like an artistic expression. So you're telling a story and there's a reason behind it and there's a lot of years of experience and, and training going into it. It's not just, yeah, I like to dance and it's my favorite song. You know what I mean? Um, so I do think that the church did a good job in being like, yo, there are aspects of dance that are super secular. Like just look at music videos, movies today. Like I'm not condoning any of that. What I'm trying to do and I think what um, other believers in our industry are trying to do is, is live by example and, and showing how we can be in the culture but not of the culture. So we do art really well. And I think that's something that is on my heart. Uh, a lot of times we hear Christian artists, right? So it's a, um, I, Lecrae, you guys know Lecrae? Yeah, he's a, he's a G. Um, so he said it, he said it, he's like, I'm not a Christian rapper, I'm a rapper who happens to be Christian. And I think that to me resonated because it's giving that distinction of, no, what I'm actually doing I'm really good at it, and, and I'm going to be amazing at it, and, the, and when I am amazing at it, people are going to start to ask questions, and they're going to look deeper, and we can start to form and shape culture instead of a lot of times in the arts, Christianity has sometimes lagged behind, mm -hmm. and we've kind of just followed where culture's going, and then we make a Christianized version of it with good intention, um, but it comes out as kind of watered down, and that happened in the early days uh, when I was growing up with like hip hop music, like Christian hip hop music back then, 
whew, it was rough. Uh, and we were like trying to be like, no, man, this is cool. Now Christian music is crazy because I think collectively artists have come together and they've said, listen, we got to be actually like really freaking good at what we do. Like if we're in the culture and we're, sh we're trying to shape it instead of following, let's create trends and let's, let's set a path and encourage people to look to us for inspiration instead of us always looking to non-Christians for inspiration. Mm -hmm. And so as far as like worship goes, um, I think living, like we're called to live a certain way and, it, and it's super um, prevalent in the Bible. It, it lists out, especially in James, just how to live a practical godly life. And I think worshiping with our mouths is amazing and I will never knock that because it's beautiful. Um, but a lot of times it can, it can turn into just lip service in the sense of we're just singing the songs, but then we go out and we do something different. And I think what's really important is that our actions and how we live our life, everything we do is an act of worship. So singing, I mean, you guys probably all heard this in church and at Trinity before, like singing necessarily isn't the only form of worship, but how you conduct yourself, how your marriage, how you're leading um, your wife or how you are in a beautiful relationship with your wife and how that is glorifying God and how you're worshiping God in that or how you are leading a family or how you're in a dance group and how you're leading the boys. And the cool thing about Brotherhood is it is a faith-based group. So mm. um, we pray all the time with the guys and, and really encourage them. Not all of them are Christian, um, and, and that's okay, but um, there are, I'm making them ask all these questions, and they do know that it is centered in that. And that's the cool part is when we travel down to L.A. and, and win all these, okay, not say win all these competitions. When we, um, you do. When we, would do, when we do well uh, at these competitions, um, we make it very apparent, like, hey, we'll pray for you guys. We like, we're known for our, for our love. Um, and we're, I mean, we're not going around and just like laying hands on other dancers, but people can tell by the way we're conducting ourselves. And, and that's, I think that's a really good way to worship is through how you actually live instead of what you say. Mm -hmm. I think showing what, it, showing what it looks like to actually live um, how Christ wants us to live in the world, in the dark, scary place. Um, and be a light in there, I think that goes a long way instead of playing it safe and staying in our, yeah. in our small kind of Christian bubble. I think it's important that we go out. We need that foundation. We need that community so that when we return from a long day's work, we have that community that we can count on and we can talk to and we can say, yo, I need you guys to pray for me. Like, um, even today, like, I have a, that, this is another thing I love about, am I talking too much, Rob? No. You're okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> This is one of the amazing other things I love about Trinity is you're here not just for an amazing education, which you guys are getting. You're getting unreal one-on-one -on -one time with your profs, but what you're really also paying for is the relationships you're building here. And for me, I can say every single one except for one of my groomsmen in my wedding, they were all buddies from Trinity. And to this day, my best friend, Dal, uh, he is probably the only one that I know that actively reaches out to me every week and checks in with me and, say, and sees how am I doing. And I wouldn't have met him if it wasn't for here, if I wasn't here. And uh, we were roommates together. And so that's, I think that's the core. Now looking back, that's for me the most important part is having that community. And it's amazing to have that here at Trinity. And so don't take it for granted. I know we're here and we're, the goal of university is you're here because you're, you're working towards doing something afterwards. I think that's awesome. Keep doing it. Uh, my business degree definitely helped my career, but don't lose sight of like this moment that you guys are in. Like you only have four years, like C's get degrees. You didn't hear that from me, um, <laughs> but 
unless you're unless you're looking at like a master's program or going into law school or or that kind of stuff. Like I get the whole GPA thing, 100%. Every teacher in here is gonna want to come up and talk to me after. Um, but I like truly the most important part for me of Trinity was the relationships that I had here and and the relationships that were built here. That now when I'm out traveling around the world, I can come home to and I can talk to these guys about, hey, this is what happened. Can you guys pray for me? So, like for example, this morning I gave the we we got a group chat. I just hit them up. They all came to Trinity, and I was just like, boys, need some prayer tonight. Going to talk at chapel. So, um, things like that. Like it's hard to put that on a pamphlet mm -hmm. for Trinity, right? It's hard to put like yeah, text your buddies. That's that's a tough thing to put on. So, but I think it's honestly like the most valuable thing about being here. So that was a really long answer to your worship question. All right, good. Sorry. All right, well let's thank Scott so much for joining us in chapel. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that this message has challenged, encouraged, and inspired you as we continue learning and growing together in discipleship to Jesus. Every week, you'll find new chapel messages on our channel from local and international speakers ranging in diverse and engaging topics. So go ahead and subscribe for the latest of what's going on in chapel. Much love and happy listening.